What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show. There are days I wake up. Soon as I open my eyes, I wake up into a pit of rage. Other days, maybe it's not anger, but it's a pit of angst, frustration, disappointment, or some negative emotion I can't neatly put a label on or trace back to a reason. I wake up so deep into this feeling that it's not as if it washes over me when I wake up. It's almost as if I've been soaking in it for a while and wake up fully saturated in the feeling of it. Maybe it's the way I slept, the lack of sleep, the quality of it, something unprocessed in my psyche, whatever it is, it tries to color everything I perceive. If it's anger, it makes me more likely to respond to anything with anger. If it's despair and doubt, it will lean every piece of new information that day with a negative tilt towards that color of despair. Assuming I'm not alone in being this way, there are probably some people listening who can relate to waking up in a mood, so to speak. And though I can't pinpoint their source or reason for it exactly, other than the general ideas I have about the tonality of my overall life, what I do know for sure is that these feelings are unproductive. They lead to nowhere helpful and can prove disastrous. So what can be done about them? To be honest, I don't know. So I don't have a prescription per se that comes to mind immediately. On some days, it is mediated by lifting heavy weights or the 10-minute meditation session after my workout that might do wonders. On other days, that same quiet meditation, that moment, that quiet moment that that meditation provides is blood-fueled with rage on likely some topic that isn't worth the energy. So I can't prescribe something because I've tried all of those things that somebody would tell you to do. And some days it works, some days it doesn't. But because these topics are usually not worth the energy, which is how I know for sure that these feelings are futile, because of the fact that there are other topics that would benefit from the same peaks of emotion, and the ones that I tend to ruminate on are lower level than those, the ones that would be worth it. Like, if you're going to be angry, be angry about something that's worth being angry about. And I don't know what's worth having despair and frustration over, probably nothing, but you get my point. I think coming from talking about self-soothing out of momentary spikes of emotion that's triggered by people or events, one of the other primary motives for many of us needs to be maintaining a level head on a day-to-day basis. That's what I think distinguishes a mood versus an emotion. Emotions are temporary and maybe just as powerful, but come on with force, whereas moods tend to be longer lasting and are almost the umbrella for possible emotions felt within it. And not necessarily, but you are more primed and likely to feel the spikes of specific emotions in relation to the mood that you're in. So while soothing through emotions, the spikes of them, is a powerful tool, a precise one, managing moods, which is a broader scope Addressing the umbrella seems like it would require a 
broader, maybe more blunt of a tool. Which means the downline effect of something broad could also affect mood. So something upline for mood could also be something broad that's affecting something downline from it, like a mood, because it's also a broad thing. Something as broad as what you ate the day before could be an upline to mood. Or like I said, how you slept, how much you moved, and the overall brain health and brain state associated with these broader inputs. Which is why I believe it's imperative for us to manage these because too many moods stacked together becomes what you know of yourself, your personality, your experience through those colored glasses. And not surprisingly then, the experience of your personality that others receive and your reputation in their mind because of it. Think about that. Your basic lifestyle affecting your pattern of behavior, which affects your personality, your self-assessment then, and then your public reputation. Possibly because of your diet, what you consume, what you eat, what you watch, what repeats in your mind over and over again, what rules it, what draws your attention, and how much of real rest and reset you get from all of this. Is it a surprise then that it's what you become? Part of what comes to mind in the realization of this is the natural empathy I'm enlightened to have towards people who I've encountered on a bad day. Empathy towards them for their diet and understanding for myself, for mine. And that doesn't mean any of it makes the behavior okay or productive, but at least the understanding softens the heart a bit. Like most things that are easier said than done, it would seem then to be an important task to pick and choose the moods we would like to have that would be productive and then work backwards on what it would take to maintain that or attain that. One of those moods that comes to mind is joy. Perpetual joy would be most productive of an emotion to embody as it is the accompaniment to creative function. Joy is the accompaniment to any creative goal striving. And being that our primary motive in life is to co-create the circumstances of it, to be in charge of the direction of it and cast out from mold what does not exist to create it, it would seem then that it would be important to try to maintain a joyful experience to at least have a fighting chance at creating something worthwhile in life. And if not joy, at least not be bogged down by the antithesis of joy. Which if joy promotes creation, it would be fair to say the others erode and cause destruction. Anger, frustration, sadness, they anti-create. Now the question remains on how you promote the presence of joy and minimize the other moods. How do you go from waking up angry to waking up grateful. Would taking the risk of sounding cliche, other than the already mentioned diet aspect, practicing gratitude on some level, actually imagining and feeling it would probably promote some level of brain health as per Dr. Heberman. Now the problem is that the last thing I want to do when I'm angry is find something to be grateful about, especially when it's not top of mind or easily accessible in that state. 
maybe having a reference of indisputable things to be grateful for might help. And I've been working on mind maps and lists broken down by people in my life that offer me a hit of emotion when it's most needed. Whatever specific emotion is what that list is for. So let's say I'm unmotivated or lost. I have a list of things that get me hype. And some in there on the list are dark energy type stuff that motivate me, like things I want to avoid or positions I never want to be in again. And others are positioned positively as things I would provide if I follow through and remain motivated. In a similar fashion, having a list of things to be grateful about that cannot be denied is something physical and visceral that might lead you out of this mood. But again, probably not because you still have to open the list and read it in good spirit with a desire to come out of that mood. But it's worth a try. Now back to the overall background of life, the tonality of your life. I always believe it is the room we leave for these frivolous feelings that then lets them become the oversized dragon in our house. And that room is left by a lack of grounding purpose in life. And maybe that's not the case. Maybe there's people with purpose that still feel this way. Maybe all humans at all levels have their own battles. Different devils at different levels, I suppose. But what does seem to be the case, at least from the outside looking in, is that the most successful of people, however you define that success, at least the ones that are visible to me, these people do not seem to lead by what state they woke up in. They lead with what state they decide to create and then choose to embody. And it's no wonder why they are more productive. Because it's easier when you live in a state to produce. I love you, family. Stay true. I'll see you on the next show.